This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Parshas Balak. Look at Parshas Balak, we'll notice that it has a phenomenon that is unique almost from all the Parshas in the Torah. And that is, you do not find one Hey or Samach throughout Parshas Balak. Until all the way at the end, after the whole episode with Balak, very interesting. There's not one stopping place in the entire parsha. Not one pay, not one samach. Something we need to uh, direct our attention towards. What is the reason for this? Why are there no stopping places in the whole parsha? Just one, phew, straight through the whole thing. And the Chafetz Chaim took notice of this phenomenon, and it's said over in the name of the Chafetz Chaim, that here you have an individual like Balak, God speaks to him in a manner that only Moshe Rabbeinu had. And Bilam. Bilam, thank you. His donkey speaks to him. He's seeing open miracles. God himself is coming to him time and again. You'd think he'd be a changed man. You'd think he would become a better person. You'd think it would do something to him. No. He's the same person. He's the, Right? He's the same Russia, Russia from the beginning. How's that possible? God speaks to him. The donkey speaks to him. There's only one answer. He never stopped and thought for one moment, what is going on over here? He never gave himself, allowed himself to have the hispaninos, the contemplation about what is happening in his life. And people could see open miracles. People could see the most astounding things. If they never pause, right? We know the purpose of the pay and the samach. Chazal tell us is k'day litain revach the purpose of a pain of Samach was to give Moshe opportunity to stop and think between one Indian and the next. Bilam never paused. He never stopped. He never took a moment to contemplate what was happening. Rabbi, what we're going to do today is look into another reason why there is not one pay or Samach in the entire Parshas Balak. Okay. Says the Gemara Baba Basra, the Gemara is talking about the Chafdal Tzifrei Kodesh, and the Gemara wants to know who wrote the various Svarim. Says the Gemara, Umi Kasvan, Moshe Kasav Sifrei, Moshe wrote his Sefer, U Parshas Bilam, and Parshas Bilam, Ve'iyayv, and Sefer Yom. And the question is obvious, what do you mean, if Moshe wrote his Sefer, what's his Sefer? The Tyra. So we have to say, Moshe Kasav Sifrei, and Parshas Tazriya. We have to say Moshe Kasav Sifrei, you know, and also, you know, the last three psukim of uh, of uh, Devarim, of course, Moshe Kasav Sifrei. The Torah is Torah is Moshe Chamisha Chumshei Torah, of which part is Parshas Bilam. Anyone who says even one word of Bilam, of Parshas Balak, is not Menat Torah, is not Bikiras, right? Somebody who claims that the one time it says Vayomer Balak El Bilam is not Menat Torah, he picks up a cup of wine. It's Yain Nesach. So what do you mean? What does the Gemara mean? Moshe Kasaf Sifrei U Parshas Bilam. What Parshas Bilam is not part of the Torah? So Rashi, Afinah Rashi addresses this. Says Rashi, U Parshas Bilam Nivuasai, the prophecy of Bilam, U Meshalav, and the parables of Bilam. Afal Pishenon Sarche Moshe V'Tayrasai. Even though technically they're not needed for the halachas of the Torah, they say they're mice of the story of Bilam. Unclear, well, you know, well, what the Gemara means. 
What does Rashi mean? Even though they're not Sarche Moshe, we mean they're not Sarche Moshe. If we don't have Parshas Bilam, the Sefer Torah is possible, right? If, let's say, one Yud is missing in Parshas Bilam, you, you take the Sefer Torah, you, you put it back in the Aaron. So, what does Rashi mean? What does the Gemara mean? Moshe, Kasab, Sifrai, U Parshas Bilam. So, what we're going to learn today is a major essay that was written by Rabbi Shulev Diskin. And it's printed in Shalas Tshuvas Maharil Diskin at the end of the Sefer. What the Sefer What? Sefer presumably is the is the is the Torah. The Torah. So then, what happened? What about the Torah itself? That that the Gemara is not talking about. So the Rabbi Shulev Diskin, he wrote. If you look over here, he didn't want to leave the page blank. So he wrote, they printed a, what, what they call Maimar Nifla, that Rabbi Sholeb Diskin said in honor of a Sim HaTara that they made in the year Tafresh Yerbez, which was, what? 1852. Okay. On this Gemara, Moshev Kasav Sifrai, O Parshas Bilam. Nidchak Rashi. Rashi troubles himself. The Parshas Bilam ain't a Mekal Torah. Parshas Bilam is not really included in the Torah Shuhu Melitzais because it is merely parables. Umishalim Shamar Bilam and the different different stories that Bilam said. Vani Tama asked Rishulim Diskin. I can't understand what what the man's talking about. Halayamru Perak Chelak. The Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin De'af Ois Achas Menatayra Hamevazeu Nikri Apikores. Someone who demeans even one letter in the Torah is an Apikores. Menashe was not because he demeaned Agadita. And the Rambam himself tells us that the Kedusha of the Asar Sadiris is no less than, is no more than the words Macha and Tevach Gacham and Macha. So what does Rashi mean? What does the Gemara mean? Moshe Kasav Sifra and Sefer Bilam. Sefer Bilam is Torah as much as Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeno Hashem So the Ritva. In the Yen Yaakov, he wants to say that when the Gemara says Parshas Bilam, it's not talking about Parshas Balak. Right, we have Parshas Balak. What's Parshas Bilam? Parshas Bilam. Oh, if you could only see Parshas Bilam. It's a big, fat book. You know, you go down to, the, uh, to one of these uh, bureaucratic offices and you need to get a deed of a building that was built before 1950. So you go into this big room and you pull out like this notebook, this, this loose leaf, you know, that's like 10 feet by 10 feet. And you have to speak to this, you know, special wizard and he'll give you the key, right? That's, that's the way it is today. And, right, there's something called Parshas Bilam. This is old document which tells you all the gory details of Bilam's Kishif and his association with Balak and Bil- and all the different carbonas he brought and all the witchcraft he used. It's a long book. It's a long story. But it's a long letter. Who wrote it? Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it. Where is it? We don't have it anymore. We don't, ha- we don't have it. We don't have it. But the Gemara is telling us Moshe wrote the Tyra and he also wrote a big sefer called Parshish Bilam which we don't have anymore. Look where the Ritzvah says. This is the Ritzvah on the Enyaq of Parshish Bilam. Nirin divrei ha'imrin it would appear Likely, like those who say, She'ein zu parshas bilam shiksuva b'tayra. This is not parshas bilam that it says in our Torah. Da'hiyah goes, Baruchu kasva kishara tayra. Ela parsha b'fnei atzmai, hu she'kasav, v'herechva, b'yoyser. This is something that Moshe wrote, and he was very lengthy about. Boisam b'tzuyilam, they used to have it. You know, if you would go to someone with a big library a few thousand years ago, 
on a top shelf, he would prominently he would have a prominent display of Parshas Bilam. But nowadays we don't have, we don't have it anymore. By the way, Rav Menachem Tziyuni, who's Rav Menachem Tziyuni? Rav Menachem Tziyuni was one of the Kadmonim. There's a lot of uh, controversy exactly who he was. Rav Moshe has a tshuva about some of his farm. But in any event, the Shlach Kadosh quotes this same idea from Rav Nachem Tziyuni. It says like this, Yisav Gemara Parakama, the Balavasa, Moshe Kasav Sifra, Yipashas Vilam, the Sefer Eiv. So he asked the same question, Yitan HaToyen, you may ask, Valoi Parshas Bilam Bechlal HaToyen, he Parshas Bilam is included in the Torah, Umay Chiddush, Valoi Dover Yaduhu, Shukal HaToyen, Mibreshus HaLeni, Koi Somi, Piv Shal Kodesh Baruch Lohz, Neshal Moshe, Kenyan Shenemar, Mipiv Yikro Elias Adorm, Elani Koi Somi, Sefer Bediyai. So what does the Gemara mean, Parshas Bilam, he wrote besides the Torah, Parshas Bilam is part of the Torah. Elada, says of Menachem Tziyuni, you should know, Kiksuvim kan bekoitzer be'inyan bilam. Parshas Balak is only, you know, the cliff notes of what happened with the Maisa of Bilam. Ovenevuasai, Oli Yisrael Lafisha. Vigam kitzer akosa be'inyan chachmas ksamav. The Torah doesn't tell you about all the different, you know. Yeah, the main points, just the, the headlines. What the Torah says exactly, you know. How many, how many rats Bilam threw into his stew to make his kishu? We don't need to know. What do we need to know that for, right? We need to know how many lizard tails he threw in. Well, we know all the different kishuf that he used, right? All the different uh, hocus pocus. The Torah is not, not marach that, right? Just like it doesn't say exactly what kind of avodas are the Dor Ener served, you know. Big Buddha, small Buddha, with a big stomach, the little... We don't need to know that. They served that by the Zohar. We have to know how many eyes they had. That doesn't relevant. Shloi Sidra by of Klaam. But we know that Avram Avinu wrote something called Mesech the that had 400 prakim. Talked about all the Avoy the in the world. The Chibar by Avram Avinu Avisham Sefer, Shayu by Tess Prakim. The Gemara says Avram Avinu's Mesech Avoy the was 400 prakim. Bechayin b'machemetz midyan. Does, is the Torah Meirech in Mechemes Midian exactly how Bilam flew on his the broom? You know, how long the broom was, how much, you know, what kind of gasoline he put in his broom? We don't need to know this kind of information. It just says, They're flying in the air. If not for the tzitz, but not for the So there are a lot of things we don't need to be Meirech about, but it doesn't mean they're not documented somewhere. So what do we learn from Chazal? Ki Moshe Rabbeinu Avashalim Chiber Sefer Levad. Moshe Rabbeinu authored a separate work. Levad Mashikatim. There, aside from what he wrote in the Torah, Ulashem Sefer Ulasham Sipar Kolayim Barach. And there he speaks at length of exactly what happened with Bilam, exactly what Bilam did with his eye. You know, he closed it, he opened it, he too. You know, there it says exactly what Bilam did. V'never that Sefer was lost. Right? Maybe one day someone will go to an auction and they'll, they'll find they're, they're auctioning off, right? Safer Bilam. But right now we don't have it. Then he says something absolutely astounding. Just like we lost other Sfarim that were among the 24 books. I cannot vouch for that. I don't know what that means. Because of the the tsaras and, and the, the length of the gods that went asher tavanubay ah fine by the way based on this Ramanacham Tziyuni the Yeshua Malkai offers a very novel suggestion to explain a Rambam the Rambam lists as two separate categories 
one who denies the nevuah of Moshe, and a kaifer batayra. So the Mishus Malka asks, Rabbi Shulmikutna asks, what do you mean someone who denies the nevuah of Moshe? So that's already so that's already a kaifer batayra. Why do we have to have two separate categories? Kaifer batayra, and someone who's makchish the nevuah of Moshe. The same thing. If you're denying the nevuah of Moshe, you're obviously a kaifer batayra. Says Mishus Malka, no. It's two separate things. One thing is what? The Torah proper. And then there's another thing. The Nevoah of Misha. What was the Nevoah of Misha? For example, Sefer Bilam. Someone who would claim Sefer Bilam was not authoritative, he would also be an Abdi Kairat. But he's not Nechlal in the Kaifer Batar. That's, that's what he says. Why does the Raman have to make two separate categories? Makhish Nevoah and Kaifer Batara. The same thing. Dehu Nevoah so he says, maybe you'll say, Kaifer, Makhash, Nevoah, Shemesh is referring to before the Torah was codified. In the Midbar, if you had a Jew who questioned Moshe's Nevoah, like Kairach, he wouldn't be a Kaifer Batairah, he would be someone who's Makhash, Nevoah, Shemesh. So he shows like, so that's very doichek to say that the Ramam is giving you a gather of Apikairahs for the Midbar. <coughs> the Ramam is writing for all times, for afterwards. So therefore, he says three lines in the end: I'll Perhaps the Ramam's separate gather of Makhash Nevoah is referring to either Sefer Eov, which was written by Moshe, Shekasu Moshe Abenu, I Dekai Al Sefer Bilam Shekasu Moshe Lefi Perishat Siyuni Huva Veshla and Parshas Balak. So what we're learning is that aside from the Torah itself, which Moshe wrote, he wrote other works. Eov. We're fortunate to have. Say for Bilam, we don't have it anymore. Okay. okay. So it's sort of like not even looking at it in some way. Moshe and in his Torah. Oh, so, you, so we see from that, Gomorrah with the blue Torah. Oh, so you want to say Moshe MS is like Pasha's Bilam and say for Eon and then Torah Seamus. Okay, very good. Okay, that's right, Rabbi Barbacha. Okay. Just, um, we, we, uh, we're going to interrupt the regular share, just as a brief, very interesting part of it from the Vilna Gain, where Bilam says to Balak, he says like this, I can't do anything small, I can't do anything big. So the question is, obviously, if he can't do anything small, he certainly can't do anything big. What does he have to say? I can't do anything small, I can't do anything big. So the Grah brings down a Medrash Plia that says, on the words, Vayasam Hashem Davar, one opinion is that God put a fish hook in his mouth and he closed his mouth. And another, and though that, that reflects the words, Ma'akhaiv, like Habaikel. And one opinion is God brought more words out of the mouth of Bilam than he intended to say, and that is explained in the words, Ma'azayim Lo'izayim Hashem. So exactly what does this mean? God put a fish hook in his mouth. God put words in his mouth. What does this mean? What does Bila mean? I can't do anything small. I can't do anything big. So the Vilna Gaon says like this. We know Hashem has two names. Elohim and Yudkei Vavke. Elohim is what? Din. Din. But if you just say the first two letters of Elohim, Aleph and then Lamed, Kael, is Rachamim. Kael is Rachamim. Then you have Yudkei Vavke. What is that? Rachamim Gedoylem, complete. But Yud K, if you just take the first two letters, that's Din. So Elikim, which is Din, if you take the first two letters, it becomes Rachamim. Yud K, Vav K, which is Rachamim, if you take the first two letters, it becomes Din. 
So the Vilna Gaon does like this. What Bilam intended to do is he wanted to influence Kal Yisrael with the Midas Hadinah of Hakadosh Baruch. So he wanted to say Elokim. God put a fish hook in his mouth, so instead of saying Elokim, only the first two letters came out, Kale. That's what Bilam says. Ma ekoiv loikaboy Kale. I can't curse what Kale doesn't allow me. I wanted to say Elokim, but God put the Chika the P, and what came out was only the first two letters. Then I try to say the Yud Kev to create Din Akal Yisrael Yud Kev. Then Hashem added with letters to my mouth instead of saying Yud Kev. I said the Yud Kev. Okay. Who my Hashem? Okay. Chika. Chika. That's how I'm translating it. Yeah, you'll have to look up. I would say like Akai Zavu because fish, fish is not Shalei Ayin Hara. He wanted to put Ayin Hara on the Jews, so that's why Hashem gave a fish book show that there's no iron part by fish and you can't see something that I am alright very good you'll put it in your safer okay <laughs> you know, I don't want to throw something someone put it in. <laughs> okay so back to uh, back to the question Rabbi Shur Leib Diskin does not really um, approve of Rashi's answer Rabbi Shur Leib Diskin does not approve of this answer that Parshas Bilam refers to the Meshalim of Bilam even though it's not needed for the Torah what does that mean? Of course, it's needed for the Torah. It's part of the Torah. If you're kaifer in that, so you're not considered, uh, you're not a Jew. Bechlar, Rabbi Shulay Diskin wants to know. So what is he, he doesn't hold that? Uh, he doesn't buy into these answers. Same that Parshas Bilam is a separate work. Oh. Parshas Bilam is, uh, so far, it's, it's, it's part of the Torah, but it's not needed for the rest of the Torah. What does it's, that mean? It's, part of the, it's, it's, it's needed. Part, it's our Parsha. The it's one it's we needed, have. yeah. So there's no separate safer, he's saying. No, right. So we'll, we'll see how we learn. We'll see how we learn. The Chlar Rabbi Shulayim Diskin wants to know. We know it says like come the Yisrael Navi Kamaisha, right? There was never a Navi like Moshe. So Chazal Darshin, Kamaisha, right? The Yisrael like come Avumasam, come Amaniu Bilam, which means what? The same way Moshe Rabbeinu was on the highest level of Nevuah, which we call Aspaklari Hameira, a clear prism. His Nevuah is crystal clear. Bilam experienced the same level of Nevuah. Why in the world? How do we understand that? Bilam, who was a Russia, he was. He had Ayin Ra, Nefesh Gavaya, Ruach, right? Nefesh Ruchava, Ruach Gavaya. He had every bad mead in the world. He was a Chayte Umachti. He experienced the same level of revelation as Moshe Rabbeinu. How's that possible? He was a Rosh Marusha. He was completely sunken in Tumah, in Arias, right? Hahaski in Hiskanti. He lived with his own animal. And he is seeing the Nevoah Basbaklaria Hameira. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And Bakhlaw, we have to understand what does it mean Aspaklaria Hameira? What does that mean? Other Nevi'im saw it with Aspaklaria Shainamir, but they their glasses were cloudy. You know, they tried to clean it off and they they couldn't see things clear. Moshe Rabbeinu had, you know, smudge free glasses and his Nevoah was clear. What does that mean? What, what does that mean? And Bakhlaw, you know, at the beginning of the parasha, Bala comes to Bilam. He says, Bilam here. He opens up his wallet, he flashes the cash, he said the Jewish people. So what does Bilaam say? I cannot do anything that God does not let me. If you want to go along. The end of the parsha, Balak is fuming at Bilaam. What? I thought you were going to curse Klai Yisrael. This is what I got you for? I thought I was going to give you covet. I can't give you any covet. So Bilaam says, yeah, that's what I told you from the very beginning. I can't do anything. So I don't understand. If he told Balak he couldn't do anything, so what did he go for? And if Balak knew he couldn't do anything, what's he getting angry at him for? And Bechlal, if Hashem tells Bilam, don't go, go, 
interpretation, crystal clear, with not, not that there's room for interpretation. There was no you, there was no room to, to turn it. It was absolute. Other Nevi'im, they got the image, but the interpretation was left to the way they saw it on their nefesh. Comes Bilam Harasha, and Bilam says, Oh, I can't wait until God comes to me. You know why? Because my nefesh is so mituav, is so disgusting, is so perverted, is so sullied, is so dirty, is so black and grimy and slimy, that whatever God will show me, I'll be able to distort it to my liking. God could show me an image of the greatness of Klai Yisrael, but a nevu is not absolute. It's not the image. It's the interpretation. The same way a dream. Hakoil hoyleich achar hapis, right? Everything follows the interpretation. Same thing with nevuah. Everything follows the interpretation. So Bilam says, God told me lo seleich. That's not, that's not my interpretation. That's not how I see it. I see it teleich. I see it. So therefore, whatever Hashem said to Bilam, Bilam knew that he was capable of distorting and completely mutilating and changing what Hashem meant. Because his nefesh was so disgusting that any message Hashem would give him, any image Hashem would give him, Bilam would be able to distort. And therefore... Well, this is... This is Rishullah, this is everything I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, well, therefore, Hashem had to do something to Bilam that he never did to any other Navi, except for my Shabinu. Bilam, Hashem says to him, Bilam, can't trust you. I can't trust you. I can't talk to you. Because if I'm going to say to you a word about Kalal Yisrael, that they're this, they're that, your nefesh, which is so slimy, will distort the meaning of the image the way you like. And therefore, I need to make a miracle. I need to give you Asbaklarya Hameira. Which means, not all of a sudden God gave Bilaam's nefesh a car wash, and all of a sudden his neshama became pure. God told Bilaam the image, and he told him the precise meaning of it without any room for interpretation. Hashem showed him the ladder, and he said, it means this, 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 and this. Exactly like Moshe. Moshe got the image, and his nefesh was so pure, the interpretation was crystal clear on his nefesh. Hashem comes to Bilam and he says, Bilam, you will get the image, you will get the interpretation. So it comes out, Rabbi say. That when Hashem spoke to Avram Avinu, what was that called? It was not clear. It was not a clear nevuah. It was not an absolute clear nevuah. It was, it was colored by the you of Avram Avinu's neshama. So then how come the stories of Avram Avinu are in the Torah? They shouldn't be Torah. They should just be on the level of Yeshaya, Yecheskel, Yermiyahu. The answer is, says Rabshuole Diskin, if you see anything in the Chumash, that means Hashem hazarded it over to my Avinu, then even Avram Avinu saw it with his own eyes. Yeah, Avram Avinu saw with his own eyes three malachim come to him. That doesn't make it Torah. It's not Torah. That's just Nevi'im. What made it Torah is on Harsinai, Hashem comes to Moshe, and he tells him, all of the stories from Bereshis until Moshe Avinu was on the scene. And therefore, what makes something Torah? The only way that something is Torah as opposed to Nevi'im is Maisha sees the image, Maisha sees the interpretation. There's only one exception. There's only one part of the Torah that you didn't need the Nevu'ah of Maisha Rabbeinu to give it the status of Torah. Says Rabbi Shola Diskin, 
Parshas Bilam. Why? Because normally Moshe was needed to make a Torah because we needed Moshe to see the vision and Moshe to have the absolute perfect interpretation. But Parshas Bilam, we didn't need Moshe to make a Torah. It was already Torah before Moshe Rabbeinu. How is that possible? Because Bilam saw the image and Bilam got the precise interpretation. All Moshe had to do was copy it over like a scribe. Normally, we need Moshe to see it and to get the interpretation. And it's Moshe's nevuah that makes a Torah. There's only one parsha in the entire Torah that we wow. don't need Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah to make a Torah. Someone else's nevuah can make it. And that's Bilam. All Moshe had to do was copy it. Says Rabbi Shulay Diskin, that's what the Gemara means. Moshe Kasav Sifrai. Moshe wrote his Sefer, which is the Torah. Well, Parshas Bilam. What do you mean? Parshas Bilam is part of the Torah. You're right, it's part of the Torah. The rest of the Torah, Moshe made it part of the Torah. Parshas Bilam, guess who made it part of the Torah? Hashem. Bilam. Hashem. The way, the manner of Navu in which Hashem gave it over to Bilam, it was Torah before it was written. All we needed Moshe was to write it. The rest of the Torah, Moshe was needed more than just to write it. We needed Moshe's personality to make it Torah. Bilam, we didn't need Moshe to make a Torah. It was already Torah. By the way, who else says this? Rav Chaim Brisker said this also. Take a look at number 13. Besifrei Imrei Chein al Sifrei Imrei Chein is a Lamda Shesefer. I think it's a, like a Brisker Sefer on the Torah. V'chaim Besifrei Matik Eshmo Mevim Eshem HaGoyin Rav Chaim Ibrisk She'par Shaz Bilam Haisa Nechsheves Torah Gam Koydem Shemoshe Kasa Tarshas Bilam had a din of Torah even before Moshe wrote it. How's that possible? How's that, how's that possible? Because what makes something Torah is Asvaklari Hameira, the absolute interpretation. Tarshas Bilam already had the absolute interpretation. All Moshe was needed to do was to be a scribe. Let's take a look at number, in number 11, where the Ramam tells us a little bit about Nevuah. The Ramam says, Hadvarim Shemodim Lenavi Bemara Nevuah. That which is notified to a Navi in a prophecy, it's told him in a manner of a parable. And then, after he sees the parable, it's engraved on his heart, the interpretation. He knows what it means. Like the Suam, the Yaakov saw, the Malachim going up and down, which is a mashal to the Malachios. In other words, Yaakov saw the, va- the, the latter, and then somehow, through divine intervention, the interpretation was engraved on his heart. The same thing with the Chayos that Yechezkel saw and the staff that Yermia saw. Ah, says Rabbi Shuleib Diskin. Take a look in number 12. Ha'inyin. The way we understand it is like this. Even though Nevua originates on high in the lofty worlds. The prophecy trickles down slowly, slowly. Umiskashemes takes on a physical form. That somehow the interpretation is found in the mind of the Navi. What it alludes to. All pictures are shown on the nefesh. 
There's no image outside of the nefesh. The Hanavi mistakel benafshi. The Navi would look at his nefesh, the odeah pison, and he would know the interpretation. The afal pikein harizeh doyme lemavet b'schuches. It was like looking at glass. Im hashuches tzvua yarek. If the glass had a green hue, adoyme a red, saliv a yellow, tchelas blue. Then everything he saw in his nefesh had that you. Yerukim, Adomim. Even though he sees, right? If your screen is color to color, you're getting exact, you're seeing it precisely, but it has a certain you to it. If the nefesh of the Navi was clear, he would see the interpretation clear and shining. And this is what it means by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he saw Ba'as Ba'klar Yehameira. Ah. But when it comes to Bilam, Bilam's nefesh was so sullied and dirty and disgusting that had God left it up to Bilam to even interpret the Nebu in any way, he would have completely distorted it. He would have modified it, changed it, and therefore Hashem said, I cannot leave your prophecy up to the regular procedures of Nebu. I'm going to do you and the rest of the world a favor. I'll give you the image and I'll give you the precise interpretation. What? He got it right. He got it. In other words, he would have liked to change it, but he couldn't because Hashem wasn't just giving him. He tried to. He tried to, but Hashem. God put directly in his mouth the interpretation. There was no room. He couldn't modify it. Look in Ois Yodala. The entire Torah is called Torah Moshe. You'll ask, what do you mean? Why is the Mabal Torah Moshe? Moshe wasn't there. Why are the uh, destruction of Sadaim Torah Moshe? Moshe wasn't there. Right? There wasn't... <clears throat> it wasn't done at the time of Moshe. Afa pikein Mosrul ehakolish baruchu kol hamaisa beyaser yediyos memches panim. When Moshe got the Messiah of what happened in Sedaim, he knew what happened more than lighted. Because God not only gave him the revealed aspects of what happened in Sedaim, all the memches panim latayra of what happened in Sedaim, Hashem gave Moshe. Aside from the fact that in the words that Hashem gave him. About all of these stories, many different secrets were alluded to. The Hakol Nigla Lamoshe, the Afnevuah Shenemru Lachem. All the prophecies that were given over to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were then chazered over to Moshe. Kamei Avram, Noach, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Chas v'Shalom. Like Kematik Moshe, it's a mistake to think that Hashem. It's a mistake to think that Moshe just rode over like a scribe the Mabel. He wasn't a scribe. He was needed. To make the marble into Torah. The fact that a marble happened doesn't make it Torah. What what, it becomes Torah because it happened? No. It only became Torah because Hashem came to Moshe especially and he said, Moshe, there was a marble in the times of Noach and Hashem told him all the details. That Moshe wasn't just writing it down. Recording Moshe it. was needed to make it Torah. Was this recording? He wasn't just a guy, right? There is one exception. There is only one part of the Torah Moshe is not needed to make a Torah. Moshe is just the scribe. And that is Pashas Balaam. All Moshe was regarding Pashas Balaam was 
He's a cipher. Well, how could that be? You're telling me it was Torah before he wrote it down? Yeah. Why? If God left anything ambiguous to Bilaam, Bilaam to his nefesh, he would have distorted it. Hashem had to give Bilaam what we call so that, not because of Bilaam's greatness, because of his richness, because of how dirty and solid he was, God couldn't trust him. Yes? Why should acted as a shliach of a punishment? What made it to the use of the Torah? That he was he, acting as a shliach of a punishment? No. Or is Moshe himself made it? The fact that he had the nevuah, that a mabel happened, that's what made a Torah. But if you're a as a shliach, in other words, where does Moshe's kaya come from? Moshe's kaya came from the fact that that he's manish shliach shaladim kamaisa. In other words, he didn't... His involvement did not in any way lower the Nesina. Other Navi, Hashem gives it to the Navi, but now there's the involvement of Basar Adam. But these people certainly were a Kadesh Vatar, Kadesh Kadashim. Nevertheless, it doesn't have the same Kadush as Tyra. Maisha Benu was, was, was almost, he was un of Ma'id. So his, his non existence, his bitta was that the fact that what Hashem gave him. Right. He was totally 100% transparent. Right. Okay, right. Which is. Another Indian, very big Indian, also. Ah, Future. Rabbi Isai, I believe, could say very simply, and this is brought down in the Sefer Imrechim, if the only portion of the Torah, where Moshe is not needed to make a Torah, but rather he's only needed to transcribe it, is what? Pasha's Bilam. We don't need a pay and a Samach. The purpose of pay and Samach is Hashem coming to Moshe, and Moshe needs Revach his boy name being partial with partial. If what's making it Torah is the fact that this is the Nevuah of Moshe, so Moshe needs time to sift through it. This Nevuah, the next Nevuah, but Parsha's Bilam is not the Nevuah of Moshe. What makes it Torah has nothing to do with Moshe Rabbeinu. So then you don't need a Pein Asamach. The function of Pein Asamach is only to give Moshe, not to give him time because his hand is hurting. You don't, we don't have a pain in the south with Moshe. He's writing too fast, you know, his hand is hurting. No, he needs time to be misbinding in his nevuah. Okay, he was misbinding in this nevuah, now it's time. He's misbinding this one, now it's time. Parshas Bilam was not near. We didn't need Moshe to make it Tyra. It was Tyra without Moshe. Like Reb Chaim said, it was Tyra already in Bilam's mind. That is why it is the only part of the Tyra you don't have a pain in the summer. Because Pei and the Samach was to give an opportunity to Moshe Rabbeinu to contemplate between one Nevuah and the next Nevuah what the meaning of the Nevuah was. But Parshas Bilam was... Ta- it's a spaces. It's a, it's a pause. It's a space in the Torah, whether it's four, a four-letter space. Or we go, it's a space which represented Moshe needed time to reflect on what Hashem was teaching him. But Parshas Bilam... Moshe Rabbeinu was not needed at all to make a Tyra, so we don't need Pesim Samach and Pashas Bilam. It's really a Gainistic of Shat. Right, because that already is not the episode of uh, Bilam and. Uh, by the way, I saw last night Rav Shach in the Avi Ezri, it's not on the sheet, it, it's after, like we learned in Rabbi Huda Shita, right? It's the Haida came before. So the Rav Shach quotes this Maril Diskin in his commentary to the Rambam. 
There's a famous question. What was the big Nisayan of Avram Avinu with the Akedah? Hashem told him, straight. Hashem told him, Beferish. So what's the big Nisayan? Right, all of the Farshim asked, what's the big test? Right, if Hashem would come to anybody and tell them to do something, of course they would do it. So why was it a big Nisayan for Avram Avinu that Hashem told him, of course, Hashem told him with open words, do this. Says of Shach, very Pashat. You know what the Nisayan was? Nevuah has two parts. Nevuah is, you see the image, and then you have an intuition of what the meaning is. But the intuition is... is oh, the reflection of the Is somewhat hewed by your own nefesh. If Avram Avinu had even an iota of a bias, of an agia, of too much of a personal ava for his son... There, it would have been impossible for him to interpret the nevuah in the correct way. If his nefesh was even tainted in the slightest bit, then when Hashem showed him this image, there is no way he would have been able to interpret it accurately that this is what Hashem wants. The only way Avram Avinu was able to surmise that in fact this is absolutely what Hashem wants is because his nefesh was so pure, without any negios, without any bias, without any personal desires, and he was able to come to the absolute interpretation that this is what Hashem wants. But there's no absolute nevuah. Hashem says, dude, you know, I want you to... What? By the way, the Ramban on Chumash says that the words Vaidabra Hashem Moshe you only find by Moshe Rabbeinu you don't find an expression Vaidabra Hashem El Avram Vaidabra Hashem El Gichezka why? because Vaidabra Hashem from the Ramban basically says that connotes Aspaklari Hamira absolute interpretation but you don't find Hashem never told Avram right? it's Vaidabra Hashem El Avram what's the chilek? I think the Ramban says somewhere We have to find it that the word that is why you always have Tamaisha by Dabra Hashem Amaisha. By Dabra Hashem Amaisha Lamar doesn't mean like some Rishonim say it means Hashem told Moshe Lamar to say it to someone else. Oh, by Dabra Hashem Amaisha Lamar, right? The Rabban is, is commenting on the words Lamar, by Dabra and Lamar. By Dabra Lamar means by Dabra Hashem Amaisha Lamar, these absolute words as opposed to all other Nevi'im, they didn't get absolute words, they only got images with with intuitions but they didn't get perhaps precise words we'll have to be mine into that but that is that is uh, the explanation of the Ma'aril Diskin that when the Gemara says Moshe Kasaf Sifrai Uparshas Bilam Parshas Bilam is not a different Sefer Parshas Bilam is not less Torah than other but Parshas Bilam we did not need the Nevuah and the Kayach HaNevuah of Moshe Benu to make it Torah all we need Moshe for was a Matik Ba'alma he was just the scribe for Pasha Zillam, but it had already attained the status of Torah even with Amar Shabin. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.